What is happening, everybody? My name is Julius, and I am here to talk more Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home is almost upon us. Uh, this is a pretty exciting time for fans of comic book fan comic books in general, comic book movies, but specifically Spider-Man fans. This is the ultimate moment where our fandom is going to be tested with Spider-Man No Way Home because it seems like a dream. But before we get to that film, we have to talk about the films that led us to this point. And I am here to talk with a very special guest. It is Daniel of the show no one asked for. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. Just like you said, uh, everybody's super amped for this movie. I, I just, unless you're living under a rock, you don't know that this is happening, but this mm -hmm. is like a huge event. Um, yeah, something akin to like when Infinity War or even when the first Avengers came out, you know, we just knew something like it's just going to push the bounds of cinema. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's never going to be the same after. That's mm. kind of like what's happening here with No Way Home. So I'm super yeah. excited to talk about what led up to this, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited also. And you're going to be there with us on the day of at the theater. It's insane uh, the amount of people that are going to be there, like uh, what, four, <laughs> 40 people or something crazy it's gonna be wild <laughs> so do you let me ask you do you think that angel is selling those tickets of course he is right yes yeah <laughs> i i asked him I, I asked him in the first podcast uh, about this and he said no he, you know he laughed and everything smiled and all that but everyone's right he's scalping he knows what he knows what he has to say you know to stay like so he doesn't get beat up and stuff but we yeah. all know what's going on yeah 40 tickets mm. <laughs> yeah let, let, let me spend 500 bucks and you can get 1000 for just one of them so all he has to do is really sell what two of them and that's yeah oh like that's double or over double the money right exactly yeah he already made his money back you know yeah. <laughs> okay well um now that we bashed Angel's character, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about these very key films in our uh, lineup. It is The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, the Andrew Garfield films. So what's interesting, Daniel, is when I approached you about this, and when we were figuring out when we were going to do this, you described these films as some of the best and some of the worst of the Spider-Man films. Um, you want to kind of elaborate? We're obviously going to start with the first film and then get to the second film. But what what, what, what do you mean by that? What are you talking about? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you have me on here to like, all right, here, defend yourself. <laughs> For something you said in a private meeting. Yeah, chat. Right, right. Hey, you told me once, you know, like defend your, uh, your stand. But I, I'm happy to. Um, I'm I'm definitely happy to defend mm -hmm. uh, the movie. I oh, well, like you said, we'll get to the second one. Yes, let's um, talk about the first one. Yeah, so the first one is uh, Andrew Garfield's first outing as Spider-Man. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, Lizard was the villain. Mm -hmm. um, I will say this: we're coming off of Spider-Man Three, which I didn't I, I I didn't hate as much as people. I hated parts of it, but I loved other parts of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and you can see as a movie, like, yeah, it's not my favorite. It's on the bottom tier. But I, you can still see that, like, Raimi was messed up, you know, by the studio. Yeah, yeah. That. Anyways, we're coming off of that, right? They're rebooting it with Andrew Garfield. And I 
you know, you, you don't want something that's exactly the same because it's not going to be as good as Toby's first and second movie. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's going to be. So what are you going to do that's different? How are you going to approach this that's different? And I went in kind of not 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 skeptical, like but but I didn't go in like, yeah, Spider-Man. And you know what I mean? I was like, hmm, let, let's let let me see it. And then, and then and then we'll see, you know, yeah. And I was there opening day and I, I went to go see Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And uh, right off the bat, I remember thinking like, oh, wow, like the, the intro was quick. I remember thinking the intro was like, oh, whoa, that's already different. Like the, the right. intro is being like Spider-Man and then like the web grabs it and that's it compared to the Raimi where it's this really intricate, like, mm-hmm. you know, going in and out of all the uh, uh, the word, you know, the lettering and, and, and all the webs and stuff like that. That was really amazing. Yeah. So right off the bat, just... <laughs> I was like, oh, we're getting into it. Okay, like that's different. And uh by the end of it, I was I was kind of blown away. Mm. I was yeah, like I I was like, wow, that was really freaking good. Mm. I mean, if you think about what you want in a Spider-Man film, it's not exactly that's what we got with Toby, right? We got Toby gave us exactly Raimi, they gave us exactly what we expected and wanted out of a Spider-Man film. Sure, they made his his webbing organic, but but that was still kind that was almost to ground the film for the people that aren't yeah. diehard Spider-Man fans. So it kind of made more more sense. You know what I mean? Where yeah. was he gonna get all the fluid from? Because in the Andrew Garfield movies, that kind of was weird, right? That he's like buying the fluid from Oscar. <laughs> he's stealing it, I think. Yeah, and no one no one is noticing, you know what I mean? It's it's like, okay, there's there's I'm not saying it's the perfect movie, you know right, what I mean? Right. But but I was kind of, I was expecting not so good. And when I went to go see the lizard one, you know, I thought, I thought uh, uh, Dr. Connors was a, a, a good character. I, I thought it was great. I thought, I thought he, he was a great villain. The fight scenes, the action with the lizard was, was amazing, but that was amazing. I mean, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that was obviously int- like good. We saw it, you know what I mean? We saw that it yeah. was good. There's, but what I thought was, a little bit not deeper but if you you paid a little bit more attention than just the flashes and the bangs you know i'm not saying andrew's my favorite but if you're talking about acting andrew is it, like he's just levels above i mean he's Toby, certainly one of the best actors to have not maybe maybe not while they were playing spider-man but mm-hmm. when you look at their career in context like right. Andrew Garfield right. has been nominated. I think, it, I don't know if he's won Oscars, but he's definitely been oh. nominated. Him in the social network is a great example of what he could bring right. as the character of Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, correct. I was, and, and then his range, uh, Hacksaw mm-hmm. Ridge, and then now Tick, Tick, Boom. Like, I mean, he can act like crazy. Yeah. And and in in with Toby, I'm not bashing Toby. But I mean, with the teardrops and like, like, and, 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 and it's not Toby's fault. The writing, like that Peter would say Saturday morning cartoon lines. Like you could mm-hmm. tell someone wrote it. You know what I mean? Like, no, people don't speak like that. But in Andrew's movie, you, you, he's mad. Like when he's mad, he's mad. He's like yelling and, and you, you yeah. feel like you're talking to a normal person that will get sad by and affected by the things that they say. Not like, like, oh, I'm sad in the scene. And then and then like you know next scene and which is cool i loved it again my favorite favorite movies are are spider-man one spider-man two let's go right yeah of course but i'm just saying this one i think 
Andrew just kind of just gets put at the bottom tier under Tom and Toby, Toby being the first and then Tom being in the MCU, you know? Right. Um, I think Andrew kind of doesn't get talked about enough, but his acting, I think, is levels above uh, Tom's and, um, and... And Toby's. And Toby's, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I, I think those just felt more like real in real conversations that you would have with a person. Like, like yeah. if, I, if, I, if I met someone right now, like at the store, who would be the most realistic person? Like, what would be the most realistic conversation? Mm -hmm. And it would be with Andrew, not even Tom, right? Tom still kind of plays like a kid, but it's like, I know you're not a kid, but you still kind of talk to me like that. And so it would yeah. kind of be weird. If I talked to someone like Toby, I'd be like, dude, are you in a cartoon? And then, it, it, but Andrew would seem like a normal, like a, like, oh, this is a conversation. This is, I'm yeah. a human being. Well, you know I, I think a lot of that has to do with the take of the uh, of the character in this film at least because you know the, the second film is a whole different conversation but this is definitely uh, a different take in that it, it's kind of darker in tone uh it's more grounded quote unquote i mean you have a giant lizard running around and all that yeah. but um what part of what makes it so grounded i think are the performances from everyone i think this has some of the most underrated performances in the in the spider-man films andrew garfield being the number one example uh i think uh, sally field is great as aunt may in this uh martin sheen plays uncle ben and i think he's a very underrated uncle ben one who's definitely more inspired by the um the ultimate spider-man books you know uh, where, where he's kind of more laid back and everything but he can get harsh um i think this has some of the best performances one thing i want to ask you about is uh this movie is announced but it's announced after the cancellation of Spider-Man 4, you know, they didn't do Spider-Man 4 to kind of make up for the third film in, in ways. Um, they were pre-production, they were getting ready to film that thing. They have scripts written, you know, there there's animatics now out there that you can look at of what it would have been like with the vulture and everything. And this movie is announced. They're going to reboot it so soon after those films have come out. So, my question is thoughts on the idea of rebooting so soon after the the, the third film. What what were your thoughts of that? Well, that that that's part of why I went into the film kind of like you know worried, mm -hmm. you know, because of what you just said. Because I remember they were gonna keep going with, and I wanted a four because I wanted Raimi to redeem himself because it was so obvious that it was not his fault that they shoehorned in Venom there mm -hmm. and and you know. Uh, and still the action with Venom is not, is not trash. You know what I mean? No, In no. that film, but the character is right. Like, <laughs> like it's not developed at all. And, and it, and it kind of, it muddies up the rest of the film, right? Like if we would have stayed with the Sandman character, like those moments were really cool. Um, that's why I'm excited to see Sandman in, in No Way Home. Cause that was my favorite part of Spider-Man three, you know, is any Sandman moment that was, there's just so mm -hmm. dope. Um, so with Spider-Man, I didn't, that's what I'm trying to say is like Spider-Man 3 didn't warrant me shutting down Spider-Man 4. Right. right. No, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's where I was kind of like, what? Like, we're just already going to pick a new Spider-Man and like a Spider-Man, not not like 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 a character in the in the franchise. We're going <laughs> to we're going to change Peter Parker. Like, it's going to be a whole different thing. Why? We were doing so good. We had one bad move, like one 
not so good movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, not yeah. So a controversial crap. film. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. A little. But the first two were amazing. Were 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 mm-hmm. fantastic. They were they were spectacular. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's um, looking for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But but uh, but yeah, I was worried, and I think maybe that's why I think it's better. Maybe that it than people think it is maybe i'm biased i don't know but i I went in thinking like what so we're not going to get spider-man 4 maybe a sinister 6 or a craven i always wanted a craven or mysterio you know at the time i wanted a mysterio really bad yeah Um, and also the 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 lizard that they were hyping up big time in those films with um uh dylan baker is the actor yeah and And he did great yeah, he, I, need, hey, I yeah. wanted to see that. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I saw him, I was like, oh, what? And you see, he doesn't have his arm. He's talking yeah. to Peter. He doesn't have his arm. You're like, what? Yes, world building. Yes. You know <laughs> and, I mean? and he already knows Dr. Octavius and everything. Oh, I know. Yeah. So cool. It's Fantastic. So cool. That was so great. That's why that's but that's why that's why I feel like uh, uh, people have a, a certain feeling about, um, you know, Andrew the Garfield, amazing Spider-Man. Right. you know, the amazing Spider-Man. But if you kind of drop that, that that's why I kind of went in blank. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in blank. I'm just going to see it. And then I'm going to decide from the runtime, from the play to the credits, what do I think in between this time? Not the other stuff. Oh, they got rid of Spider-Man for, oh, no more Toby, no more, no more Raimi. Like, don't, don't put my feelings into it. Just from the press play, when I sit down to the end of the credits, how do I feel about this performance and this film? And yes, there are a few things that are weird. I didn't like the whole, like they try to make the dad, like he he was like- <laughs> Oh my God, we'll get to that. Like, Wait, no, hold on. Okay, okay. Well, that's a, that's a big what the fuck right there. We'll get to that. Uh, no, man. Let before we get into anything like that, let's talk about um, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the take of the film. Obviously, okay. they got okay. Mark Webb, who's a very different director stylistically than Sam Raimi. Mark Webb, his most famous work at the time was Five Hundred Days of Summer with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Zoe, okay, I can already tell. Yeah, <laughs> trying to <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can already tell. No, no, but that that points to the like the leaning into character building. Right, right, yeah. Versus like versus world building. Not to say that there wasn't any world building, but it's it's a it's it's a more character-led film. Yes. That, you know what I mean? Than than a universe-led film like a, a world, you know what I mean? Yeah, well it definitely has that independent flavor to it, you know. Uh, yeah. like like uh, it's wearing it on its sleeve you know it plays the indie music at points it has similar kind of cinematography in that it's kind of grayish a bit until you know the action scenes where it's darker there's a lot of contrast but when he's at like say the school you know it has kind of a grounded look to it you know it's very very desaturated because it's the bland moments of his life until he meets someone like gwen you know so uh i actually appreciate that Uh, interpretation you know i appreciate that approach when it comes to spider-man during his high school years you know because i think that it's first of all it's contemporary it Mm -hmm. it's crazy that the movie is almost 10 years old that that is insane to me Um, really crazy and it still holds up i mean yeah i I think it could easily come out today honestly Mm -hmm. you know um so what did you think about this uh style of it being kind of teen drama ish uh, uh, in a in a way that's different from the other films? Okay, so so when I saw the trailer again, like I said, I was still worried until I sat down in my seat, you know what I mean? Um because of that, because of the choice of the director, um those type of films aren't my favorite. They're not bad, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch them, I like them, 
uh, but they're not my favorite, right? And so I thought, well, how are they, how are they gonna do that to Spider-Man? Not knowing that that's really what I wanted. I didn't want another Saturday morning cartoon Spider-Man that I loved. I'm not talking trash about it. I love that Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I, but you had three of them, you know? Yes, exactly, yeah, but yeah. I had three of them. And so this was really a refreshing take. So, so if you're asking me how I felt, it felt like a breath of fresh air. That's what it felt like. It felt like, oh man, they, they, they took a chance and, and they executed fairly well, I, I, I thought. Um, uh, you know, you, they, when we talk about character, uh, not, not that Toby didn't do this. Toby did this too, where he goes out and he tries his powers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Um, but again, I felt like you could see that in an animated Saturday morning cartoon in 30 minutes and, and that's going to be one of the sequences right and, and mm -hmm. it was very similar to that but but with Andrew when he did it I don't know it felt like like that's what I would do I would go to like experience it that way and I'd find a little space that's kind of hidden and then see what I can do first and then mess around or whatever I don't know I <laughs> use the skateboards be, yeah the skateboards and stuff like that I, I don't know I just thought I thought it was a refreshing take you know um, yes uh, I, it, even the, the suit was cool. I thought I, I really liked the suit. Um, another grounded element of it where it, they're, you know, they're mixing spandex. They have sunglasses for the lenses. Right. It kind of looks like something, um, like, like an ice bobber would wear, you know, like, or like an, uh, a, a competitive, uh, skier Bob or something. Yeah, yeah, Bobsledder. Yeah. What, what, yeah, what yeah. did I say? <laughs> ice bobber. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be in the comments Boss, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've never gotten our proper respect uh, yeah. well cool runnings gave them some oh that's true yeah <laughs> now on disney plus um <laughs> but yeah that, that's another element of it that's grounded they're trying to it kind of looks like basketball material the the, mm -hmm. the suit mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's true that's true. It does. His head is basketball. But but so so the one part of that take, you know, I I guess we're not we're not getting there yet. But part of that that's mm -hmm. the direction, you know, with the parents and stuff like that. I I that's one thing where I I appreciated it because it was bold, but um uh and it was different, but I didn't like it. I didn't I didn't like it that, that was one aspect I did not like about the movie I was like man I could have done without that I'm glad they didn't lean into it more than they could have I saw some deleted scenes where they really make it seem like it's on purpose and everything is planned you know what I mean yeah. and especially uh, so, the uh the second movie oh yeah yeah exactly though no, that yeah. it's, it's even worse you know what I yeah, mean so, yeah. so, but uh, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that yeah, yeah, yeah. um one thing I want to discuss that I think is very uh, interesting is the way that they're they're approaching the romance in this uh they don't use the conventional mary jane watson who's the most famous spider-man love interest they use gwen stacy who I, I don't think she was the first but she was the first love of his life yeah. and when you include gwen stacy in anything that in of itself is kind of a signal of what is to come in terms of the lore if you're if you're familiar with spider-man lore on any level you'll know about the death of gwen stacy um so what did you think about this approach what you know they got emma um emma stone as uh gwen stacy they have remarkable chemistry both of them so what what do you think about that so i thought um again the realism that's how people that like each other speak but obviously i think it's because not just not just um Andrew Garfield, uh, his level of acting compared to Toby's, 
but also Emma Watson's compared to Emma Stone. Uh, to, to Dunce, you know what I mean? I, I thought Emma, Emma Stone, Emma Stone, Emma right. Watson, <laughs> Emma Stone, uh, she was great. She killed it. She mm-hmm. killed it. I, I thought she was fantastic and, and was at the level. It kind of elevated the entire film, their chemistry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so so I, I really like that. And and we ha- we're not we're not even we're not talking about the second film yet, um, uh, but that's one thing that I love about the second film is their chemistry. Mm. I, I still I didn't like certain aspects of it, and we'll get to it. You know, like like the relationship stuff. I was like whatever. But when they would speak, like their chemistry, when they would speak to each other, it just felt really real. You know what I mean? And that's throughout in the first one and the second one. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's because it was in part real because I I think at one point they were together because ah, of those films. So ah, that that helps. You know that does. just yeah. I mean, <laughs> it showed. It showed because even yeah. in a bad film, the be- the best moments were when they spoke to each other. You right. Know what I mean? So and and even the parts of of the relationship that I didn't like in the second film is when they didn't speak to each other. That's what I right. didn't like about it. It's like, dude, get back to talking. Why are they not talking for like 30 minutes of the movie? You know what I mean? Like get mm-hmm. back to talking because those are the best moments, you know? Yeah. So their chemistry, was, I, I liked from when she shows up to the, you know, till the, till the death, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, it reminds me quite a bit of, like I said, the indie feel to it. But it reminds me a lot of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Zoe Deschanel getting together in a uh, 500 Days of Summer. It reminds right. me of Logan right. Ler- Logan Lerman and uh, Emma Watson in Perks of Being a Wallflower, and it's it's a uh, it's a strong approach. It's just a strong and it mimic. One thing I don't think these movies, well, let's talk more about the first movie. Uh, get enough credit for is how I think faithful they could be to the Ditko stuff. You know, mm-hmm. er, early on with Spider-Man's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. comics. You know, yeah. like he's he's talking to all sorts of girls. He gets angry. He's mm-hmm. irresponsible at first. You know what I mean? He's emotional. He's emotional. He's a hormonal yeah, he's teenager. Emotional. He's emotional. He's yelling at Ben in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's that's. I mean, not that Toby doesn't. But right. Right. <laughs> you know, there's like a different level of like the intensity when Andrew's like talking to him and tearing up like you really feel that moment you know versus versus like when toby's saying you're like you feel it because you're like oh yeah well i yeah i feel it you know it's a different is a different level of of production look a different look exactly a a different approach for sure you know yeah one is definitely more comic booky this one which i actually respect about this film specifically Mm -hmm. is how it's it's more real in terms of the that those moments you know it's approached like i could put myself for sure in that scene when he uh, is told about responsibility in this film. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. One thing I want to talk about uh, is Uncle Ben, who is obviously the most important figure in mm-hmm. Spider-Man's life. Um, here he's played Mari Barton Sheen. He's a very different uh, version than the Cliff Robertson one, who's kind of more grandpa-ish. Mm-hmm. Whereas here he feels like he could even be his dad, you know? Right. Um, what did you think about the, the utilization of Uncle Ben? Uh, was it, did it feel repetitive to you uh, in compared to the first film? What, what about it did you like or didn't? Well, again, the, the level of actor. I, I, I think everybody's performance in, in this uh, amazing Spider-Man is just better than, than all the Spider-Man movies. You mm-hmm. know, like I just, I just, I mean. Before and after? Before and after. Mm-hmm. I think the acting in it 
the acting in it is is just it's it's like a play like you know what i mean like it's it's just very real like it's it's uh again like it's about the characters yeah. and we'll talk about how it, it you know in the second film how that didn't work you know like <laughs> yeah, like how it, it deflates it, it deflates it yeah <laughs> they still are all about the characters but it didn't work there you know and for other reasons but but what i'm trying to say is just because they really leaned on the characters it could go good like it did in the first movie but it can also go bad like it did in the it can be utilized well and it can they can really misfire also yeah so so i'm not saying it as a good or bad thing it's just a fact i just feel like that it's just a fact like like their acting is just all around elevated in these two amazing spider-man movies and i think it's i think it's noticeable i think that you know what i mean I yeah no it is noticeable. clear you know um, it is yeah uh Tom is great. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Amazing. You know, uh, uh, Tomei is amazing and, and Ned's great, you know, but I, <laughs> these, these moments, like I said, like I can put myself in it more like in a yeah. real moment. Like it just feels more like that's, that's an actual legit fam family moment that's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, well, here, here, here's a question. Do you think that the other actors in the Spider-Man history of film, do you think if they were put in those roles, like say Toby was put in Andrew's role, right? He was giving the same material. Yeah. Do you think he would have been as good? I think he would have been close mm. I, it, because Toby can act too. Toby, yeah. you know, him as an actor. I, I, I Brothers, think, I mean, my God. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I, I think he could. I think he could that it's just the writing. I mean, look at some of the lines that Toby has to say and deliver. Like, how did he not laugh delivering some of those lines? Like, I think oh, he did. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> weird lines where it just doesn't make sense in the context of the conversation when he's talking to Mary Jane or other people it just doesn't make sense. So punch me. I bleed Daniel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Punch me. I bleed. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> It but, rides up the crotch. But that that's what I'm saying, right? Like, that's thats weird for anyone to deliver. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's why I don't really blame Toby in general, you know? I, w I wish Angel were here because this would be the best fight I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I think Toby could do it. I think Toby put in The Amazing Spider-Man. I, I think he could do it. I don't, I don't know about as good that's that's really tough like you said brothers is a really good example of toby really bringing some fire right like how about, how about tom how about tom holland if he was giving that material uh oof. it's tough isn't it because i think they're all great actors they're so great yeah, yeah they're all great and and you know what's so funny is that i think i think okay so so stay with me here stay oh, with me shit, i think tom <laughs> I think Tom's Spider-Man acting is better than Toby's, right? It, it, as like, Spider-Man. As Spider-Man, yeah, okay. as Spider-Man, okay. exactly, as Spider-Man. But I think as level of actors, I think Toby can kind of bring it more than Tom, you know? As Peter or as Spider-Man? Just as an actor. I think I Toby see. is the better actor than Tom Holland. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I like Tom Holland. I like him as a person, like in interviews mm -hmm. and in the movies that he's in, I like him more, but if I'm gonna like prisoners, I mean, mm -hmm. I haven't seen Tom Hall, Tom Holland do something like that. I have not, I have not seen him act like, like that. Prisoners. 
Yeah, didn't are you talking about Jake's brothers? Sorry, brothers. brothers. Yeah, brothers. Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah, yeah. in uh, Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. But yeah, yeah. But even Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Great as Mysterio, but that wasn't his best outing as an as an actor, too. You know what I mean? I, I don't. You know, know. I, I I want to argue, but this is not the Far From Home podcast. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, 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 right. so let's just put a pin in that one for now. Yeah, right, right. But I just it's, the point is that I think I think. Oh man, I don't know. Like you said, they're all good actors. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard, right? It didn't happen that way. So it, right. it's too hard. It, it's I don't know. The, I don't know Andrew's the one that really got like really God. spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, well, that then then we good then. You're yeah, excited yeah. to see him in the new film then. Yeah, they're all gonna get their chance at right. it. Like at the same time, we're all gonna see it. That's why we're so excited. Because exactly. What? Well, uh, <laughs> let's finally talk about the big mystery of the film, the 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 untold truth, as was advertised when the film was coming out, which had to do with the parents of Peter Parker. Um, so in the comics, it's revealed that the parents are Shield agents. Uh, I, I, I don't remember the extent of like they did some James Bond stuff together and um, yeah, that happened. So they try to adapt that that type of story here. They they tease it heavily. They never really get into it in the first film. They get heavily into it in the second film. Um, but it's clear that the the disappearance of Peter's parents had a great effect on him. Uh, so what did you think about this as a storytelling method for Peter? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it really did anything for it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it did something for the character, right? To be driven in certain scenes, you know, right? Yeah, like it, he's it, it, clearly traumatized and right, haunted right. by the truth, you know? Exactly. So it, it, it's so not that it did nothing for the character. That's silly. It, it definitely drove the character. Um, but it did nothing for the overall, like, like for my overall entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I didn't, I didn't really, I, I didn't like it. I didn't find it interesting. You know, every time <laughs> that would come up, I wanted it to go away. Like just yeah. go for the next scene. I started looking at my, my, my time, you know, like, Oh God, dude, get out of here. Don't do this. Get out of here. Cause even in the comics, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that when that's revealed. I wasn't even a fan of that. So, so yeah. Um, yeah. So not, not to say, I mean, sometimes I can take stuff from comics and make it improve it in the sure, movie. Yeah. You know, uh, Civil War is a good example. Guardians of the Galaxy, another example. Um, uh, uh, Howard the Duck. Um, no, nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, here it's something I didn't like. And then it's something I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah, didn't really improve it. It's the same. It's, it's similar. Like you said, it's not the same thing, but it's similar. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was just like, no, no, no. I liked when I didn't know. I liked when I, right. Like, not knowing and it's just it's about uncle ben's death you know what i mean like that's what it's about um and and that's all i I mean i I get it you you have to introduce different things i mean these decades and decades of 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 takes on this character so i'm yeah i'm not opposed to it but uh to different takes i'm i'm glad we got a different look at it you know but i didn't really like it compared to the original or the other films like Tom's or, or Toby's where yeah. they just ignore it or, or uh, Uncle Ben is the, the, the business. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that it actually gets in the way of what is the most important aspect of the film, which is him becoming Spider-Man. Because the, and the reason I think, say, think this is because when we look at the Uncle Ben death, right, um, it's not resolved. 
which is he doesn't find the guy who killed Uncle Ben in the film, you know, and he doesn't have that moment that is required for him to become Spider-Man. Like it's the moment of realization. I'm Spider-Man because I let the guy who ends up killing my uncle go. Mm -hmm. Right. And that as far as I remember, that doesn't happen in the film. You know, he's looking for the guy. But there comes a point where he like it's part of this montage where yeah. he's also creating the suit. So yeah, that's right. That's right. right. So mm-hmm. you're at that point you're led to believe. Well, is the big bad villain going to be the guy he's going after, or is he just going to let him slide because lizards in town? You know what I mean? Like you you would have that mo- edited sequence, that montage in there where it's juxtaposed with him making the suit, right? As him building to the point where he can find the guy and face him. But that doesn't happen. No. And how, how does he, I, I forget, right? He doesn't he tell Gwen, like, it is my responsibility. Or that's the moment. Like, it's like a conversation with Gwen, right? Isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah I, I mean, it's it's where she finds out for sure. That's I mean, right. That's but, right. Yeah, but yeah. that's not, I think that's part of what ha- makes people uh, less enthusiastic about Andrew as Spider-Man. Because he doesn't have that moment. And... Although the, the, the original film is very campy in many ways, and but it has that moment, you know, and it takes it very seriously. It's it's yeah. it's not uh, played for laughs at all. It's not comic booky. It's a very dark sequence where he finds the guy, he beats him up, you know, <laughs> breaks his arm, and then you know the guy trips over his own uh, foot and he goes and he dies, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think is missing, and I think the dad plot of where's my dad where's my mom and it, and that not even being resolved is what gets in the way of us having those moments that are required for spider-man i agree i it gets yeah. in the way is the best way to explain it like i couldn't get my like the wording on I couldn't articulate <laughs> it but right when you said that i'm like yes 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 that's how i felt every time i was like dude this is in the way this mm-hmm. why does this even have to be like yeah you know what i mean yeah in the way is the best way to describe how i felt about the whole parent thing um yeah yeah and boy howdy the second (laughs) yeah and and tom tom tom's didn't have that moment either but i i felt like it's alluded to it's It's, alluded to exactly exactly it's still an important thing that that's mentioned we know it as fans we don't have to rehash even as non-fans everyone knows it so like let's not waste time and let's get into it you know that's that's different here they they try to approach it, but this is how they approached it, and it, it just yeah. didn't, it didn't work for me. You know what I mean? It's 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 so unapproached that what they did in the, they tried resolving it in the Amazing Spider-Man Two game, not the movie. The game is right. about him finding the the. And when I say the game, I mean the game based on the movie. It tries. Oh, it's about him finding the the killer, and then carnage is somehow brought into that game like what why what are you doing why is this not in your movie yeah they, they yeah they, i don't know they it's almost like they couldn't decide right yeah decide if they wanted to really make it about that or not you know and so they kind of did both the ben and the and this thing and they kind of you know like <laughs> i don't know I, I, yeah I, it seemed indecisive like it like a waste of time i i didn't they could have used that for other other moments, you know. It's yeah. It's probably because of um, the 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 pressure of like people are already familiar with this because of the movies that we are rebooting, 
You know what I mean? The, the previous movies already covered all this, but we have to do the origin again because, you know, and I, I think that the amazing Spider-Man is actually what prompted Marvel not to do the origin again, you know, because look, look what happens, you know, everyone compares it, you know, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I, and that's why I'm glad they didn't in with Tom's, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, but yeah, uh, no misfire, misfire a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. Unfair. So let, let, more. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, the villain, which is the lizard played by Reese Ifans. Uh, this it's funny because the, the the Sam Raimi films were heavily teasing all he's coming, lizard's coming, man. And Spider Man Four doesn't happen. It wouldn't have been lizard anyways. But here we are with Amazing Spider Man seeing the lizard finally. What did you think of this interpretation of the character? It's a very classic story from the comics. You know what? What do you think about it? I loved it. Uh, I I thought it was amazing. Um... I I wish he would have had his lab coat, you know, that would have yeah, been cool. the snout. Yeah, the snout, you know, I, I didn't really like how he looked like a Koopa Troopa from the Hollywood <laughs> movie. Monkey! Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite worst movies of all time. But, uh, you look like Luigi, bro. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, just cast me in the, the reboot. You know? Yeah, right. Like Chris Chris Pratt, right? Um, yeah, well, well uh, Charlie Day is playing Luigi in this. Uh, oh, is oh, that's funny, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's Luigi, guys! Oh! <laughs> yeah, I wonder how the voice is going to be, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I, I really wanted the snout. I wanted you know, the whole, the whole thing, but I, I thought the character was well-developed. Um, mm-hmm. You feel the intensity of it. You know, there is, there is, uh, you know, if you, if, if you look at it, there's uh, still that double life from, from the lizard. It's kind of like mirroring what the green goblin was doing, where mm-hmm. he's like trying to live this double life. He's the green goblin and he's like trying to be a businessman dad, you know? Yeah. And then here's, here's uh, Connors. He's this scientist. He's also a dad. Right. And, and, and and then he's this villain he's like you know he has these things that he thinks he has to do so i don't know it, it i i liked it i i right. really like that so i like the the the, the it mirrors peter parker right like how, <laughs> he's missing they're both missing thing something exactly. you know they're he's both. missing his arm peter's missing the truth about his family right you know everything right. is kept from them and uh they're unwilling you know they they're unwilling participants in that I think it's a great parallel to have, uh, mm-hmm. like within within the movie, you know, within the villain and the, and the hero. I think that's a good parallel to have. Yeah. But not, not only that, I I thought when I was watching it, I was like, I think not homage. It's not homage, but I think they're trying to be like, hey, like the goblin worked because of this, because of this, like the the personal aspect, the of personal it. aspect. Yeah, yeah. So like, let's try and add that to to the lizard and see how we can kind of adapted to this take right but still yeah. kind of have a double life type of villain where where he's a villain but there's still something that the care the the viewer can um relate to right and in, in yeah something. he's not like a to- total monster that you see him all the time there's still some aspect of humanity uh within within him i mean even in, in green goblin right until the moment where he dies he tells him don't tell harry right, right. you know yeah. what i mean like there's that little ounce like of humanity still like a yeah. little bit you know and i love and i love peter he doesn't tell him doesn't until, yeah you know he doesn't, doesn't. Yeah. At, the, at, 
at knowing it would make him hate Spider-Man. Yeah. He like still doesn't doesn't tell him because because he was asked. Like he still holds his loyalty to the villain. To the villain. He holds no loyalty. The dude's a villain. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Like, yeah. what the heck? But for because of his request, he's still honorable enough and he doesn't, you know? And so I, I don't know, but but here the, the aspect of the the double life mirroring um Andrew's double life, you know, uh, yes. his double life. I thought I thought that was a good parallel to have between the good and bad. Um, yeah. But, you know, kind of graze everything, you know? And, and I mean? they also get along fairly well, you know, he, his, uh, his dad right. knew, or um, his dad knew Dr. Connors. So right, there's, right, there's right. kind of a protective quality that um, uh, Lizard has for Peter, even though he's trying to turn everyone else into lizards. Um, I, I think the, the best uh, comparison is that in terms of approach, it feels like they were trying to do a mix of kind of Doc Ock and Sandman in the, with this oh, character. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Later. Yeah, no, because <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's how it was. It was like you, you get this um, where, you know, with Octavius, it, Yes, there was this humanity and and but this villainy, but the villainy could be attributed to the to the chip. Remember, like the chip kind of corrupts his yes way of thinking, you know. So is it really even him, you know? Mm -hmm. Like so so you really feel for the character, even though even though you're like, oh well, stop killing, you know, like stop trying to kill all these people you murder. But like you you you're like, man, that's a dude that can't. He's like not under his own control. You yeah, know? he's um, a victim. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. here we kind of feel that too. Like he's trying to get back his arm. You know, I don't know about turning the whole city into a wizard, <laughs> like you weirdo, but but that's the villainy part, right? That's the whole like you're a monster. That's the comic book, you the know, element. Book. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> you know, like you have to have that a little bit. Isn't this great? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, that that's uh you know I, I, yeah. I like in the action scenes mm -hmm. the action scenes i was blown i thought were i mean i thought they were incredible i i was like wow this this is crazy it, it, obviously you know it, uh uh i put the the lizard and the, the spider-man fights up there with octavius and, mm. and uh toby and spider-man um, yeah, yeah. Spider too like i put that up there the, like in terms of uh, fights a lot same with um uh mysterio, mysterio. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah those three fights lizard lizard and, and andrew mysterio and tom and octavius and uh doc ock doc ock yeah. or uh, doc ock and spider-man yeah oh my goodness yeah. those, those three are like my favorite and, and not talking about like spider-verse you know they have oh uh, well, yeah that that's a whole other that, discussion that's the whole movie you know but <laughs> but uh but yeah, that the, these fight scenes in terms of live action, uh, I put the lizard fight up there. I really mm -hmm. do really like it. So, you know. well, before we talk about the second film, uh -huh. I, I want to know something uh, very quickly about your thoughts on this because you've you've stated in the past it's one of your personal favorites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do you think it's so? I mean, we've been talking about this, but is there anything specific about the character, or the representation, uh, maybe the repetitive quality that? you think makes it underrated you know people don't they look over this one you know um yes uh and i i, I it's it's like being the middle child right mm. so so and i think that's what's happening here and and like it, that's why i try to like take that out take that out like tom tom 
he belongs to the MCU. So, so his, his movies are just of a caliber, like, like they, they, they are of a caliber where the people are already connecting it to Avengers. So it's almost like, like, I didn't really like that. I, I, I really, I liked homecoming. I just Mm -hmm. didn't like it as much as I wanted to like it. I Mm -hmm. liked the vulture that like some of those moments with the vulture are just, whoa, like, whoa, you know, kind of moments. But as a movie as a whole, I liked Far From Home better. I was more entertained with Far From Home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I think these ones get overlooked because these belong in the MCU. So they get connected to Infinity War and all this. And everyone's like, oh, my goodness. Like, how can we not say these are the best? And then how can we not say Toby, who is the first? Right. And obviously was I'm not saying it's bad, but Spider-Man 2, one of the best comic book movies of all time. So how can we not say that's not the best? And every and I say probably Toby's the best. I mean, the Spider-Man 2 is probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. So so I'm not arguing there. I'm just saying because this one's stuck in the middle that it gets overlooked totally. Like like it, no matter how good Amazing Spider-Man was going to be and how fun, people are going to be like, "Well, it's not in the MCU." Oh, mm-hmm. and it's not Toby and Raimi. So like, it, it's yeah. okay, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, if you take all that out from the runtime, from play to credits, Amazing Spider-Man is an entertaining movie. Really entertaining, I think. I, I think it's it's one of my favorites, like I said, so. Okay, well, that's, really that, that's fair enough. And uh, before yeah. we finish up this part of the discussion, I'm going to edit a segment of our interview with Gavin J. Knopp, who is the director of the fan film Spider-Man Lotus. I asked him some questions about this film. So there you go. Yes, sir. Andrew Garfield, once again, if you could uh, get to that picture again, Angel, because that is an iconic photo. Yeah. This will be in the behind-the-scenes documentary of the film. <laughs> right here. This is fantastic. Um As many people know, we are going to be starting a series within the days of uh, No Way Home's release, uh, the journey home, as it were, and we're going to be talking about each film. And I just want to get your opinions real quick about the Amazing Spider-Man from 2012, the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. And Lotus felt like the best of Mark Webb's portfolio, which was, um, it's, is it 50 days of summer or 500 days of summer? 500. Okay. I got, I got to add 450 to that shit. 500 days of summer. Uh, it felt a, a lot like that in terms of tone and, and emotion. And right. I'm very excited about the the wit because Spider-Man is a very wit, uh, fun character as well. Um, what were your thoughts? Because you, you said you based a lot of your persona back in the day on Andrew Garfield. What were your thoughts on the idea of Spider-Man being rebooted from Maguire to Garfield? I think, um, I, I, w- I think that... The Amazing Spider-Man has a lot of merit to it. They take a lot from the comics in the right way, and mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's okay to make Spider-Man this kind of um, this modern skater type dude. Like I'm okay with that. I think that's a, a change that works. Um, a lot of people disagreed, but you know, I think making him this kind of outcast skater. You know, in the Ditko days, he didn't have many friends at all. Um, he was very much a loner. He was very much alone all the time. I think Tasm does such a great job making Peter Parker feel like such an alone character and he's so isolated from everybody else. Um, and you can see that with the, the kind of mundane high school life that he's in. Um, he doesn't really fit in anywhere. Uh, he doesn't have many friends and he's kind of socially awkward. He's got these kind of weird tics. He stutters a lot. Um, he skates just to escape kind of his problems and everything. 
Um, I think those were great changes. I think they really work for the character. Um, literally, my biggest problems just stem from the whole parents plot. Um, but I've I've never been a fan of the parents plot in the comics in general. Even Stan Lee said that he kind of regrets that decision to make them very important people. Um, and I know that Jam Matias, my favorite Spider-Man writer, um, talked about how it would have been better if his parents were just working class people. Um, mm -hmm. One of these important super spies was some important scientists. <laughs> Shield <and> agents. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, with, with Spider-Man, you know, you've got Uncle Ben and Aunt May, these completely normal people, and Peter Parker takes these values from them and, and, and instills them in this grand life. Um, so I think it would be a very interesting story arc for Peter Parker to think his parents are so mysterious and they're so, they're so full of secrets, and for him to finally discover what the secret is, the fact that they're normal. They didn't have anything... Uh, special or um, important about them. They're just normal people who ended up suffering a tragedy and, and died. Um, I, I think I'd prefer that approach to the character of Spider-Man. I think it fits in, in line with him to find out, wow, my parents were nothing special at all. They were just people who loved me and, and they died in an accident. Um, I think that, and that's how the canon for my Spider-Man would be, um, is that, that his parents aren't these huge people. You know, they're just, like I said, they're normal. Um, so I think that's my biggest problem along with, I think lizard could have used more depth. Um, but I, I did, I thought that the interpretation of Spider-Man, the character himself was done well. Um, I think the changes were respectful. Um, the other thing I didn't really like was Captain Stacy. Um, I think it's okay. Uh, uh, Dennis Larry. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> casting's fine. Uh, but mm -hmm. the, the writing, um, I, I, I like it better when Captain Stacy's like the only police captain in the entire city who believes in Spider-Man. You know, the entire police force is after him, and, and Captain Stacy is one of the only people who believes in him. I prefer that approach. I'm okay with him, like, initially being against Spider-Man, um, and I thought they did, a, they did a pretty good, you know, I'm okay with the arc they did, but his final line, leave Gwen out of your life, um, kind of, it's less engaging to me than the comic books um, because yeah. In, yeah. in the comics, you know, it's very heartbreaking because he tells him keep Gwen safe and Peter does everything he can to uphold that pro uh, that promise, you know? Um, and in the movie, it's more like, uh, you know, he goes against his promise. Um, he, he kind of goes, you know, disobeys the, what he swore to a dying man. Um, and she ends up dying for it. Um, I feel like that, that, that wasn't really, um, ideal for me and you know i still love the tragic ending of him having to push away gwen in the rain he's like i can't see you anymore um that's very well done i thought it was perfect like that ending with uncle ben's speech perfect freaking spider-man that's top tier um but that last line those are the best kind uh i don't know i, I wasn't on board with that um i wish i wish it was done differently and approached differently but for the most part, I, I enjoy, you know, I think Tasm is a, a good interpretation of Spider-Man. I, I wish there were some big changes in certain areas of the movie, but um, generally I don't think it goes too far off from what the character should be. Right. right. Well, well, it's, it's, oh, oh, I can, I can hear myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the uh, character in a darker light, light. as a fan, did you think this was appropriate or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the tone was pretty perfect for Spider-Man at the time. You know, I, I love, you know, the, the score by James Horner, um, mm -hmm. the perfect Spider-Man score. You know, it sounds so, um, not majestic, but very, you know, just isolating and, and lonesome, you know, the, the, the score. And, and it feels very, um, I can't find my, my words right now, but you get what I'm trying to say. You know, he feels yes. like he's in the box and he's not, he's not open to the outside world. And he's very peculiar. Peculiar was the word I was looking for. Um, but, uh, I, I thought the tone was, was very perfect. I, I, I love what Mark, how Mark Webb decided to approach the movie. 
Um, and I, I think that tone is near perfect for Spider-Man along with Spider-Man 2. They're very different, but they both work very well. And I think uh, with Lotus, we did what we could to kind of merge those two tones and, and see what, what worked and what didn't work. And uh, I'm really satisfied with how it came out. Well, with Andrew Garfield specifically as Peter Parker, uh, you brought up that you like the contemporary take on uh, Peter being kind of like an isolated skateboarder. Um, what about that spoke to you specifically? Was it the fact that it was contemporary? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that what I appreciate about it is that they took the original comics. They thought, okay, this character, Peter Parker, is a lonesome kid who doesn't have any friends. He's not connected with the outside world. And at the time, in the 60s, a, a loser was known as like a bookworm. He like read books and, and, and was interested in school. And that's what a loser was back then. You take it in the modern day, what would a loser be in 2012 or, or a, a quote unquote loser? I don't like calling people losers, but the general interpretation. Right. Um, you know, what would that be? What, what, what does that look like? So you think of uh, back in 2012, at least, a lot of the skater people or the people who were skating and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, how, how they, they generally were kind of pushed out of social circles or they weren't, weren't included in, in social events. And that's changed over the years. You know, I've seen that skaters now are, are more accepted. But back in 2012, you know, of course, it's very, very different. And people, you know, Peter Parker's listening to like Coldplay and stuff like that. He's like a very hipster guy, you know, and a lot of people are, <laughs> you know, generally at a high school, it's very realistic. You know, generally at a high school, people would be put, put, pushing him outside their social circles. And people say he's too good looking for Peter Parker. I don't think that really matters. It's the fact that he's socially awkward and he has he struggles talking to people. Um, that alone would would insinuate he he can't get a girlfriend, he can't get a date, anything like that. That works for me. You know, it's completely cool. Um, so I think Andrew is the perfect casting for modern Spider-Man. Um, I don't think you can get much better. I love John Bubniak. I think he's also a perfect Spider-Man casting. Um, but man, I I love that kind of modern skater approach to the character. I think it it works really well. And the maybe the biggest difference between The Amazing Spider-Man and its predecessors with the uh, Raimi films is the love interest of Gwen Stacy. So what did you think of Emma Stone's interpretation of that character? I think, um, I think Gwen was done, you know, pretty well. And I love, I like the idea that they wanted to, um, they wanted to approach this, this, these movies like a tragedy. You know, they, Gwen was going to die no matter what. Her death was, it was inevitable. Um, so I think Mark Webb's original approach was to build up to that. He, he wanted to kill off Captain Stacy and then he wanted to kill off Gwen. Um, but I think the studio in, interference got lost in there. And unfortunately, that original pitch, that original vision of this tragedy of Gwen Stacy, um, it got lost you know, in, in them trying to keep up with the MCU. And it's not even Mark Webb's fault. It's not the writer's fault. Uh, it's nobody's fault except the, the studio executives trying their best to live up to the MCU and try to keep up with them. And it's, it's very tragic and disappointing to see where it went and, and them trying to build a Sinister Six universe before it could have been before, before they uh, had found their footing even. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it's very tragic to see where those movies went and what they could have been. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love the approach and the original pitch that they had. Yeah. There's definitely potential in that first film, you know, for a large franchise. Oh yeah. And this is going to be the last uh, question because I could talk to you all day. You could talk to us all day about Spider-Man, of course. Yeah. Um, but do you think specifically Garfield Spider-Man will be redeemed in Spider-Man No Way Home? I don't know if there will be enough screen time to change his character. 
Um, but I, I think in the public eye, the public eye, I think people will turn around on Andrew Spider-Man. I think in many ways, this movie, if it's done right, could unite, unite Spider-Man fans together in a lot of ways. Um, but they, it has to be done right. If they, if they make a, some sort of change to Toby that people disagree with, expect nonstop war for the rest of Spider-Man's existence. Um, <laughs> so they, I, I'm, I'm sure they were very careful with it. I'm sure that they made sure that they were paying justice and respect to these characters. Um, so I think as long as they keep the characters how they were and how people remember them, uh, this movie could do a lot for the public's interpretation of Spider-Man. It could do a lot for the community as a whole. So I'm cautiously very excited for it. Well, you just brought up Toby. And real quick, do you want to see Toby be a variant uh, for Uncle Ben? I, for I mean, Tom's I, Uncle Ben? I think it's harmless. You know, I, I don't – like a lot of people have gotten angry about it. But, I, I mean, I think it's no big deal. You know, if they do it, they do it. It, it doesn't harm the Toby interpretation of the character in any way. Um, so – I think, you know, if they do it, cool. If they don't do it, then cool. You know, it, it can go either way. I personally want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Organic or mechanical web shooter? Mechanical, all the way. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>